Geeky Old Guys podcast. Of course, the official podcast of psnation.org. I don't know if we have any unofficial podcasts yet, but we should probably start looking around on Google. Maybe Bing. Maybe Bing. So with you once again, myself, Glenn Percival, along with Joel Shrafinski. How's it going, yo, sir? Yo. It's, going, it's going great. feel awesome. All ready I'm for excited. camping? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Do you have help. your suit of mighty quills? <laughs> <laughs> Quit making fun of my pubes. <laughs> I lower my head in an aggressive manner. And, of course, the curmudgeon himself, Josh Langford. Ah. Yeah. Trying to multitask while we record here. <laughs> so, yeah, we actually have some stuff to talk about. Uh, who knows if we're going to touch on any of the E3 stuff, but uh, we got some new releases. Uh, ooh, even a PSN new release that we know about. Actually, two of them. Uh, some news, what we're playing. Review of Sega Rally Online Arcade. We're going to kind of go over a little bit uh, the review of Red Faction Armageddon. That's over on our website at psnation.org and some other stuff as well. So let's kick her off. Joel, new releases. All right. Well, we've got a, a long list this week. The post-E3 new release list, and this time we can actually play some of these games because we're not so damn busy, which is a good thing. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking for the general public who gets so uh-huh. entrenched in E3, they just forgot all about games. Uh-huh. Yeah, so first on their list, I'm sure, is Sniper Ghost Warrior, which is a first-person <laughs> tactical shooter. Uh-huh. And it's... I'm sure it's... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Made by two kids in the garage. Oh, boy. Next on their list, I'm sure, Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3. Oh, my God. Because you can never have too many Dynasty Warriors games or Gundam games. So this is like a, you know, it's two birds kind of thing. Dynasty Warriors and Gundam all in one tidy package. There you go. It's like a double-decker of uh, diabolical... Uh, I'm 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 out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got Super Street Fighter 4 the arcade edition which will be out in a Blu-ray release. It was also up on oh. PSN as a downloadable add-on. So I'm okay. assuming this will be the the full game and the arcade DLC all together in one again. The theme, was, one t- tidy package. I was going to ask you about that cuz I said, you know, I've had the DLC for like 2 weeks. Or yeah, so I didn't understand yeah. that, so it's on the disc. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, must be. They wanted to get your money from the DLC first, and then put the <laughs> disc out. And then, you know, I've got to have the new Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition disc. Of course. So now, I'll, now I'll go buy that. So essentially, I'll pay. <sighs> Collect them all. The DLC. Just like Pokemon. <laughs> There's also a release, and I, I'm not sure if this has been confirmed, but it showed up on the GameStop website as a release next week. Obviously, not the official source of all important news, but it's on their website. Or any so news whatsoever. You got it. (laughs) It might be coming. Call of Duty Black Ops, a limited edition with the DLC included. Sure. Wouldn't be a surprise. They've done it before. No, that's coming. Yeah. They talked about that at E3. And then the last tidy package for PS3 is the UFC Personal Trainer, the Uh ultimate fitness system. Actually, I think Fistus sounds better. It's the ultimate Fistus system. (laughs) And they both use the move controller, so you're, you're all set. (laughs) <laughs> well, you can get those gloves that we saw at E3 where uh, they had a little sleeve for the move controller. So it's like boxing or uh, like MMA gloves, you know, with the, the fingerless ones. And then it had a little sleeve to keep the, the, the move controller in. I don't need a move controller for that. I just walk around with them on all day. Of course. Because they look cool. Why wouldn't you? 
That's how you get the chicks. First you get the job, then you get the khakis, then you get the chicks. In that order. Yes. Well, no, first you get the job, then you get the khakis, then you play Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3, then you get the chicks. <laughs> just make sure they don't know that you're playing Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3. No, they come flocking. It's just like you put that game in, and all of a sudden there's this radar that goes out, <laughs> emanates from your location, and beautiful women just start pouring in. Got to beat them down with a beat them down with a fitness system when they arrive. I'm so buying that game. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can run in place feverishly with your move controller. Woohoo! That sounds awesome. Sure does. It's like, you know, nothing nothing beats running in place. It's always a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the PSN, uh, usually we don't hear about these things, but when we do, we try and list them out. Beyond Good and Evil HD is hitting next week. Yeah. Finally. Finally. And I believe so, next week that the Captain America table for Marvel Pinball is hitting. So, just got, in time for that Super Zen Pinball deal we'll be talking about momentarily. Indeed, and we actually have three codes to give away, but I think we're going to do that on Twitter because of the timeliness. Who knows? Maybe we'll shove one into the show somewhere. Who knows? Awesome. No, we won't. <laughs> I think we're overdue for one of those Josh, like, you know, here's two letters and I'll get you back with three numbers in an hour. (laughs) You know what we should do? We should give them all the letters and numbers, but just mix them up. Oh, that's cold. That's a good idea. That's a good (laughs) idea. Just completely randomize the entire thing and then, you know. You know what's scary? Someone would still get it. Oh, yeah. The most dedicated person is going to get it. And then then we get an email from him going, thanks for the code. Shit, I don't have Marvel Pinball. (laughs) <laughs> I'd be curious to find out which of our 14 listeners ends up pegging it, too. Wait, we're up to 14? I think so. It went wow. up from 12. Holy yeah, crap. The E3 coverage, it really pushed us over the top. Wow, that's awesome. We're, o- we're over a dozen proud. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to buy two cartons of eggs. That's right. We feel like we should have a ticker like the McDonald's sign used to. Over <laughs> one billion hamburgers sold. <laughs> over one billion souls crushed. What do they have now? You know, over 400 people killed just last week eating this crap? Did they <laughs> put that on the side? Billions fat. <laughs> We're here to kill you. Oh, but we have apples now. Yeah. <laughs> With butter sauce. I mean, caramel sauce. <laughs> I love that liability thing. But we have apples. It's your yeah. fault you ate our bullshit sandwiches. You fat you, fuck. You could have ordered the apples. With walnuts. <laughs> With walnuts. Good for the liver. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Well, Marvel has got a great deal on the PSN store right now. There's a little Actually, blurb up on our... Zen eh? Studios does. Zen Studios does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. You guys take over. Later. It's Marvel, baby! <laughs> Trying to transition, and I fucked it all up, so have at it, boys. Uh, well, I mean, this is, this is up on the, on the uh, blog as well, and all over Twitter, but uh, if you go to the PlayStation store, I noticed this last night. Uh, from June 21st to the 28th, um, North American PSN users who buy Marvel Pinball for 10 bucks also get Zen Pinball for free, and that actually has eight title or eight tables in it automatically. Uh, or actually, you get eight tables total. You get four with each. So, eight pinball tables for 10 bucks. Two awesome games, uh, and and they're churning out tables for both of them pretty regularly now. So, seriously, some of the best pinball you'll play digitally. Uh, this is a great, great deal. You know, we're giving away tables tonight for Sorcerer's Lair, which is M Pinball, and Fantastic Four, which is the new Marvel one. 
And we've already got a Captain America table hitting uh, Marvel soon. So very cool stuff. Indeed. And you, yeah. And if you're thinking about it, this is the perfect time to do it. Ten bucks for both games. Yeah, yeah, that's a great deal. It's usually like what twenty bucks, nine ninety nine a piece, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Plus the tables. There's many additional tables here after, so it's a good way to get you in. And then with the money you save, you can you enjoy. It. You can even buy another table or two and still be less than the original cost. Yeah, pick up the Mars table. Pick up the uh, oh, what's the invading one? Like the invasion one. That's really good. Sorcerer's Lair is awesome. Uh, for Marvel, Fantastic Four was the first add-on, and it's a blast so far. Can't wait to try Captain America, yo. I love that Mars table for Zen. That's my yeah. favorite by far. Yeah, that's really good. Do you guys have a favorite table for either or? Uh, for Marvel, I think my favorite's still Wolverine, but um, I really do like the Fantastic Four one as well. For Zen, I really like Sorcerer's Lair and uh, the one that I always forget the name of, the Invasion one, with the big robot up in the corner and everything. I, I think Mars is awesome, but I think from a pinball standpoint, the the whatever that thing is called is is a lot better. I always forget the name of it. <laughs> that, whatever that the thing name is. Invasion one? Anne oh, H's but what? Anne no, H's. Wait, what? <laughs> it's Anne H's butthole. What are we stealing from other shows now? We can't yeah. come up with our own shit. Awesome. No, no, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was right. a good run. Two hundred twenty-one. There we go. <clears throat> yeah. Josh, any any? You don't even play these games, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't play them super often, so I couldn't even give you a, a favorite. I I just when I go on, I just pick a table at random and play for a while. I enjoy them all equally. <laughs> well, apparently Pooper beat one of my scores today on uh, Marvel, so I guess I know what I'm going to be playing for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's some great <laughs> score chasing in those games. Yeah, That's okay. He's not on my friends list, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's next? Motorstorm Apocalypse is getting that Rock Island... Frickin' track I've been waiting for forever. <laughs> as soon as I saw this, I thought of you, Joel. We were at GDC, and he told me that they were doing The Rock, and it, when the game came out, there was there was nothing there, and I played through the whole thing. I'm like, where's The Rock? And I didn't know if it would be something I could talk about, so I just kind of sat on it, but damn, I'm excited to play that. I mean, I'm a fan of Alcatraz just in general, but to be able to play that as a track in Motorstorm Apocalypse, I'm excited to try it. And plus, they're adding a ton of other crap with this update. Like what, Joel? All sorts of goodies. Weekly challenges, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Yeah, and they're changing. Every week there'll be a new set of challenges. You have the opportunity to earn additional chips for completing these challenges. And chips, of course, is the, the currency that you use pretty much online as you're playing other folks and you're betting against them and stuff like that. Oh, I or Eric Estrada. Like and John. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game, and still, it's still a lot of people are playing it, including myself. I keep, keep going back to it. So much fun. <clears throat> Got to get more of those uh, cards that are littered all over the place. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on those. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Joel was playing it, and I'm sitting by him, and I'm, like, spotting for him. Like, Dude, there's a card on the right. There's a card on the right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much every time I play that game now, I've got somebody over here spotting for me, like, you just missed one. Crap. Like, <laughs> Do you eat? thing I don't have this game yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... Like I said, I even joshed out a little bit on that one. 
Got to collect them all, yo. Now that I beat it, it's given me a lot of reason to go back. I got the 3D TV. Initially, I played it in 2D, so I've got an excuse to go back and play it in 3D, and what a good excuse it is just to collect all those cards. Hell yeah. It looks so good in 3D, too. looks amazing in 3D. Yes, it does. Speaking of 3D... Huh? 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 Is that what you were doing there? All right, well, I took it anyway. Hot Shots Golf (laughs) Out of Bounds. Old game that it is, is getting a 3D and PlayStation Move patch in July. Wow. But, but, it's only in Japan for right now. Eh, it'll hit over here. Uh, I would assume that it would, but <laughs> it has not been announced for over here. Uh, they also have a PlayStation Move bundle with Hot Shots Golf and the PlayStation Eye camera coming soon to Japan. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's really cool. It's a fun, fun golf game. And I'm excited for the 3D mostly, but you know the move patch could actually be really good in that if it's if it's worked out right. True. Yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of surprising they're patching the game this old. I mean, I think this came out in I want to say 2008. Yeah, it doesn't even well, have that, trophy support. So <laughs> that's the thing. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't come out with another one yet because that's a huge game in Japan. There were. How many on the PS2? Four of them, I think? Yeah. Yeah, four. At, at least. And then two I mean, on the PSP, this one, and one on the Vita. Yeah, because this is actually in Japan. This is Minano Golf 5. Right. So, I'm surprised, though, that they haven't come out with another one yet, a sequel at this point. Um, but at least they're still you know, patching this one and and they keep giving it the love. I just don't really like the patch, the way the patches work on this. Oh, their patching system sucks on this game. Yeah, because you turn it on, you don't know what's going on, and then it's downloading like a three gig patch, and you're like, what the hell is happening here? When that big patch came that added uh, voice support for when you played just match play, nobody knew how to get the patch. We were like, it would just download like this little 10 meg file, and we're like, whoa, that wasn't too bad. And then you get in the game and nothing really happens, you know, you're, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden you go into online and all, and this humongous patch drops on you, but it didn't happen until you actually went to the online lobbies. Yeah. That is weird. Cause that, that was the thing. Like I had Kratos and uh Sackboy, Right. The DLC for them and they wouldn't show up anywhere. And I couldn't figure out why they wouldn't show up anywhere. And I, I had to actually do that to go into the online to get it to pull the patch that actually enables them. Yeah. So, but there was no documentation on that anywhere. It was just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of those early titles, so it's, it's got some weirdness to it, but that's the other, you know, that's the other reason I'm surprised they never actually made another one. Um, it's my favorite golf series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we bar none, it's my favorite golf series. a new one coming. Yeah. So, I'm I think sure. there's a lot of people out there, all those trophy hoes are like, why do you add this and not add trophies? <laughs> Seems kind of... If you're going to add all this stuff... <clears throat> I'm not a trophy hoe. Personally, I don't give a shit, but I'm sure a lot of people out there are going to wonder why they didn't include that piece. It's probably because it's a, it's a J- Japan-developed game, because I don't really think they give a shit about trophies in Japan. Really? That's... I mean, this is all as a reaction to what they did on the 360 with achievements. And I, I think this is one thing that was really pushed by the U.S. market. 
So, I mean, the Japanese really, it took a long time for them to even embrace online in any form. So it, It's a very good point, and I'm sure you probably are. I, don't I, know. I think a golf game in 3D would be really cool, just to see the course out in front of you as you drop down in that, that close-up view and you're getting ready to hit your shot. Adding that layer of depth, I think, will look really cool in a golf game. And I was actually pretty disappointed that the latest Tiger didn't have 3D for that exact reason. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, a, it's a great... It's a great use of it in my opinion or a great opportunity to use it because the the environment's not moving there's not a lot of shit going on it's very easy for them i would think to be able to put that in a 3d perspective and lock it and have it look really good it's very true move patch on the other hand yeah i don't think i'd ever stand up and and play that way with this game that just doesn't seem like a (laughs) oh you will no i the reason i like hot shots is because they keep the button presses i prefer that yeah me too well, the, the move support works for Tiger. It's just a little sketchy when you get to the green. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it works really well when you're out on the course. I, I actually hit better with that than trying to guess at, like, 42% with the stick, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I still have a problem guessing uh, the location of it when I'm just using the controller. Oh, really? You want 37.5%? Okay. Huh. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, you know what else is giving lower percentage, huh? 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 <laughs> oh, that's, oh, I know it's bad. weak. Uh, so there's a new PS3 Slim in Japan that uh, actually consumes less power and is lighter. So the new model CECH3000B Weighs in at five seven five point seven pounds as opposed to six point six pounds for the uh, the older Slim, and lowers its wattage usage to two hundred watts from the previous two hundred and thirty watts. So this is in Japan only right now. It's in the bundle with uh, what do they say it's bundled with here? Gosh, this Nothing. article. Yeah, oh, it's not. Okay, there we go. Fuck it. So uh, not bundled with anything, but we don't know if we're going to be getting <laughs> this model over here yet. I'm sure it'll be over here sometime soon. Uh, this is the kind of the same thing they used to do with the PS2. So, yeah, I actually read that at a different place. I forget where I read it, but they said that uh, they talked to Sony about it, and Sony said, as the current stock depletes, this will just replace it. Well, there we go. So it is coming. All right then. It, it's certainly nothing I'd run out and buy. Like, oh, cool, thirty less watts. I must have this one. <laughs> well. Can make a difference over time. Well, yeah, there's a difference between the original fat and that. There's a big difference. It's either it's either you get this new slim or you buy a Prius. One of the two, <laughs> Mister. Yeah, definitely a huge difference between where they started and where they are now. So, is this a cost savings thing for them? They're just creating some efficiencies within the system, or is, it, yeah. is, is this all about the consumer? Hey, we know you lug it around to your grandma's house, so. <laughs> We're going to take off 0.9 pounds and really help you out. Uh, most likely, they've started consolidating chips, hence the lighter the lighter weight. And usually, when the technology, you know, when, when it improves like that, it usually uses less less power too. So, kind of the nature of the beast, unless it's a 360 because it's still just as loud. <laughs> I'm sorry, the sure Expo. <laughs> the, ex- the new Expo is actually pretty quiet. The old one, on the other hand, very loud. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for the news. What we're playing. So who wants to start that off? I can start. Nothing. Already. Next. <laughs> I actually haven't played a single game since we recorded last week. I've had awesome. 
limited free time. A lot of lot of stuff going on outside. Yard work and the four yards of mulch delivered over the weekend. <laughs> Just doing all doing all sorts of work outside. That's it. I haven't played a single game. Now, does that have move support or it does. Yeah, you can waggle like a motherfucker out in your driveway. It's awesome. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but don't the neighbors call the cops? No, they come over. That? They throw dollar bills. It's got that. It's got the uh, wheelbarrow peripheral, which is really awesome. (laughs) And the wife telling you what to do peripheral. No, no, that goes over there. Uh huh. I did go to the movies over the weekend, and I saw what many would consider a chick flick, but by no stretch is it a chick flick, and that is Green Lantern. Exactly. (laughs) No, I saw Bridesmaids, which was absolutely hilarious. That's not a chick flick. Well, people think it is, because I got a lot of shit with my friends for seeing it. Like, you saw a chick flick? Like, dude, it's totally not a chick flick. When I went to the theater, I thought it was a chick flick, because I sat down, and there's maybe two other men in the theater full of 60 or 70 or 80 women. I'm like, what the hell did I just walk into? You know, what's going on here? But A party? <laughs> Suit yeah, no into shit. it. It's, it's hilarious. The, the, the girl-to-guy ratio is definitely in your favor, sir. That's right. That's why I went to Bridesmaids to pick up chicks. <laughs> uh, it's, it's essentially it's all you know. All these movies that have come out lately, The Hangover and everything else, and Bachelor Party from from the past, but with women. You know, it's it looked funny to me. It's got some very funny people in it. Yeah, and it's got our dude from IT Crowd. He's got a starring role in it. <laughs> Look at me. I'm Irish and my legs don't work. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that was awesome. It was a welcome bonus. We're sitting through watching the movie, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that that? Is that the dude from the IT crowd? <laughs> made it made the movie that much better. And he plays like a sort of a, I'm not going to say dramatic. It's not like he's all of a sudden Macbeth, but he's playing more of a serious role. So it's kind of weird to see him. He plays a love interest and he, he doesn't have that same sort of sense of humor and is not cracking the joke. So it took a little getting used to it. I actually didn't even think it was him at first. I'm like, that is that even him? But, and then he asked someone if he'd turned it off and back on again. And then you knew... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish. I'm Irish. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that's about all I did for my free time. So hopefully uh I'm gone all this weekend at a at a friend's wedding. But hopefully by the time I get back and before we record next I actually have a chance to play something. That would be awesome. All right. Uh Josh, you want me to go cuz yes. I've only played like 3 games. Me too. God damn it. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead? All right. Um I played a little bit of Little Big Planet because that was one of my downloads, and that was a nice lazy. Oh, there's a game. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in by the jukebox. Yeah, and uh, Sega Rally Online Arcade, of course. Mm-hmm. And Infamous. Infamous the first. Wow. Did I, as of last week, had I beaten the game? Because I beat the game. No, you were getting close. Okay. Yeah, I beat it. Did you get all your shards um, and everything? Yes, I got all my shards. Oh, my God. Nice. Uh, yeah, those, those I had them all, basically. I had all but two. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like three or four or something that you needed yeah. still, so... Where were the two, last? And I'm like, where were the last two? Which ones were the sucker ones for you? The of course, they were, they were off the side of the islands, uh, you know... Down up here, oh, and yeah. all, like really, the one was like several posts out into the water. 
and the other one was on another pier like that. I, I knew that's where they had to be. I'm like, there's no way I missed them anywhere else. And I, I ran around the side of the island, and I spotted them. Jeez. So, um, so you got that radar thing that actually tells you where they are, but then you, you kind of follow that, and you're just like, where the hell are they? I don't see yeah. them anywhere. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You you can't see those unless you actually go onto the pier. They're so far out that you would never see them on the radar. But for the most part, those, and I'm not trying to downplay your achievement, but finding all those isn't as difficult as, say, finding everything else in Just Cause 2, for example. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, it was a cakewalk compared to that. <laughs> um but I actually restarted it as because I finished it as a good character, of course. Of course, because I'm good, Cole. It's like and looking into a I, mirror, isn't it, Josh? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> so handsome and dashing and brave. And then he gets cranky and takes the eagle path. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what I decided Google. to do. I actually get off my fucking lawn. <laughs> I started the evil path, and it's more interesting, I think. Like, I'm glad I played all the way through it. The ending, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I didn't see that coming at all. Right. That kind of surprised me. I was like, holy fuck. What? Really? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's cool playing through it again and picking up you know, the dead drops and hearing the story as it goes through and knowing where it's going to go and, and hearing all those little bits and pieces come through. And it's like, Oh, I see. I see what's happening here. <laughs> uh, Cause there are hints sort of along the way. Yeah. But, sort of, um, does it like tie the room together or what? <laughs> yeah. Till it's the, sweet. Tell the Chinaman Pete on the rug. <laughs> No, the cool thing, the actually the really cool thing about it is the side missions. The evil side missions are a lot more interesting, I think. Oh, thank God! <laughs> like what? I played through the good version as, or the good side as well. Like it, run, run just, into the street and just kill random people. You get stuff like no, that? no. Like the first couple that I had were, hey, the cops are rallying a whole bunch of SWAT guys and they're going to come hunt you down. You better go get them before they find you. Nice. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you have to take out like. 30 SWAT guys that are coming at you. <laughs> um, Do they all go, hut, things hut, like hut, that. Hut, 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 hut. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the evil side missions, so I really think that I wanted to try to finish it. I'm blowing through it much quicker than I did the first playthrough. Nice. Um, and I was thinking maybe I'm going to try to finish it evil and then start Infamous 2. <laughs> but I may just quit at some point and start. Oh, you gotta get the, the platinum that, that actually does something in the second game. Ah, uh, platinum. Yeah, I, I don't Should think I'm ever gonna on, do these stuff. Come on, this. Come on. I hear that all the time. <laughs> oh. It's the same, no, it's the same stupid sound effect. I was hoping for like a <laughs> <laughs> You were hoping for this, weren't you? <laughs> Congratulations on your platinum trophy, buddy! <laughs> hey, do you have yeah. that birthday song all queued up? Of course I do. You should play it for Mr. Timothy Lawrence. I can wait until they start singing. Hold on. 
singing at the restaurant we were at after the live live show. It might be them. I think it's the same guys, actually. They just sound less <laughs> drunk here. Yeah, he just celebrated a birthday and on, on Facebook on the PS Nation account. He was like, I hear the birthday song. I can almost hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the only reason, though, I might not ever get a platinum in Infamous is the stunts. Yeah. I, just by accident, I did like maybe 13 or 14 out of 21 or 25, whatever it is. Yeah. And on this one, I'm already at 10 or so, but I looked up what the other ones were and I was like, yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> There's just no way. I mean, some of them just are ridiculous. They can be done, obviously. People have Platinums in the game, and, you know, I've heard, oh, it's not that hard to get a Platinum. I don't have the patience to be doing that. You just have to sit there for six hours and do the same thing over and over again, and eventually you'll get it. It's awesome. No, this is going to be just like God of War. (laughs) God of War, all I need to do is play through it in under five hours and get a Platinum. I may never do that. Infamous, all I'll need is the stunts to get a platinum. I may never do that. <laughs> well, Stuart decided to email me today and cock off that he got his second platinum today. Then I asked him what game he got it off in, and he, her guy got it in a Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Not something you want to brag about. Uh, That's a great guy. Apparently his wife got more, more of the trophies than he did. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't those Lego games, you just play through them for a long enough period of time and they pretty much just give you everything? Pretty much. I haven't played Pirates, nor have I played the last couple, but I remember the early Star Wars ones were like that. Yeah. Pretty gi- pretty giving with the achievements and trophies. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Well, I guess it's because I never get anywhere in those games because I'm trying to get every last little Lego piece that's on oh, every single level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm mental. <laughs> Well, we've known that for a long time. It's a good yeah. mental. At least you're stable mental. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, well. Until someone's on the lawn, then look the hell out. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you damn bastards. Uh, so did you play all anything right, else? So that's all I played. No, just those <laughs> three. Right. Uh, well, I played a lot more of the Marvel Pinball, or uh, uh, the, the Fantastic Four table for Marvel Pinball. Uh, really liking it. Uh, finally figured out the skill shot, so I can hit that most times. Uh, but really, really solid table. Great voice acting. They've got this new studio that they've been doing the voice acting through, and it's really paying off in spades, in my opinion. Uh, so I hope they stick with those guys. Uh, also played... Well, I was watching a lot of the E3 covers that we didn't get to see uh, when we were actually at the E3, so that was kind of interesting stuff. And I played uh, video editing. So I was editing a ton of our videos, our interviews, things like that. So we're queuing all those up. And uh, a 500 gigabyte drive just showed up today with all of our footage that the Game Crashers guys uh, shot for us. So I'm a little scared. <laughs> I don't want to edit it all, Paul. Uh, so I got to take a look at that. But that's been taking a lot of my time. And um, then I was going to play on uh, Infamous 2 last night. I've had the disc in my PS3 twice, and both times I've gotten pulled away for something. And last night I got pulled away because uh, the new Killzone 3 DLC came out which are remakes of Radic Academy and uh, Tharsis Depot, which are two of my f- favorite maps from Killzone 2, of course, uh, especially Radic. I mean, that was in the beta, so 
I'm trying to think of Tharsis was too, actually. So got on with a couple of the guys, Johnny's boy, and with um, shit. Who else was playing last night? I'm a, oh White Spy. So we got on and uh, played that for a while. You know, I don't know why Killzone Three doesn't get more love in terms of comparisons to other games, like even Gears Three, because even in multiplayer, that game is stunning, just absolutely gorgeous, and. I mean, there, there's a new map that came out with one of the other DLC packs. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a missile uh, a missile base. <clears throat> so there's this big courtyard out in the middle. And these humongous doors open up. You know, they lift up. And there is a button that you can go hit to, to like, uh, disable them. But if you don't do that, all of a sudden the missiles fire off and all this smoke and everything goes everywhere. But they fire off really quick, not like uh, the one in uh, in Black Ops. So they go up. And all of a sudden, you look in the sky and you see one of the uh, one of the humans, uh, uh, um, like the the sky bases they have, those real tall ships. And the missiles go right for them, and you can see uh, the ships trying to defend themselves. So you see all this fire coming from them, and then the missile hits, and you know this big puff of smoke and everything else. Well, we're all watching that, just going crazy on the mic last night, like, "Oh, that's awesome! That's so cool!" And then the other team pretty much took every spot. So, yeah, because we were seriously, all of us were staring up. It was, it was awesome. But no, the, the new maps, the new Radic uh, and the new Tharsis both, they're essentially the same map, but like they're both really beat up. You know, they've been through battles now and everything else. So there's definitely a change in the gameplay, like the courtyard in Radic. Uh, there's a lot more places to hide now because there's debris everywhere. And so it's not just this big free for all out in the uh, the courtyard anymore. Uh, you can get a lot more strategic, and um, yeah, it, it's. I, I honestly, I just can't believe that this game doesn't get more comparisons with other stuff because it's still probably the most gorgeous first person shooter I've played. I, it's just it knocks your socks off when you really pay attention to it. So yeah, I, I've been away from from my baby for a while, and I think I need to get back to it. So. I think I'm thinking we're gonna have to have a kills on night at least once a week. Uh, and then messed around with uh, I don't remember the name of the game right off. I only played it for about five minutes last night, but it's this. God darn it! I should have looked it up. It's uh, it's this 2D like side-scrolling shooter kind of, but you can jump up and down, and uh, you don't really scroll too much to the right or left. But um, it's called like. Zombie, or no, no, it's like monster something or other. I don't know. I'll know next week. I'll have it ready finally. Uh, but that was like, it's really old school. Like, uh, it looks like all the characters are ray traced, kind of like the old Amiga days. And it looks really, really fun. So, is that the one that just came out this week? Yeah, yeah. It's like Zombie Mega Death or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really neat. It's a, it's a neat little game. It's like eight bucks. And uh, from what I played on it so far, I'm really enjoying it. So, I'll probably have a report on that next week. Uh, this week, I don't know if I'm going to have a lot of time to play games because I'll be away all weekend, uh, taking those pictures at at Miller Park. So we'll see if I have time. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for me. Oh, and also, I saw a movie. I went and saw Green Lantern. What'd you think of it? Uh, it was boring in parts. I thought Ryan Reynolds is perfect for the role of Hal Jordan. I, I really think he plays the the part well. Uh, I, I really didn't have a problem with Blake Lively and who would have a problem with her. I mean, obviously she's not Kate Bosworth in Superman Returns who the girl can act, but boy, she was terrible in that movie. Um, 
Peter Skarsgård as as the villain. I thought he was really well done, and and he he did a great job. But it's boring in parts. Uh, Rock City is bored through almost the whole movie. But I thought the the actual action stuff with with Green Lantern were really well done. Uh, some people said the CG was overdone. I didn't think so. I, I thought it looked great, and uh, it was very imaginative. But yeah. Now that they have everything established, I'm hoping maybe they they can do another movie and just get into the action. Because if you stay at the end of the credits, something happens, and yeah, pretty cool. So that seems know. to be the cons- that seems to be the consensus amongst the people I've talked to that have seen it. They're like, "Hey, if they make a sequel, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic." Because like they've spent a lot of time building up to or just introducing everything. Yeah, and if they just expand on the action, it could be really cool. So is it sort of a more, I don't know, not a lot of action, I take it? Is it just kind of more building up the plot for some future that may be really bright? There, no, there wasn't enough action. It started off with action right away and had a little bit more action. And then he goes through this whole thing of, do I want to be a Green Lantern or don't I? And blah, blah, blah. And then he goes through the training. And, you know, you have to learn all the history. And they, so they go through all that stuff. And I, it's in there for the com- comic book fans, which is good. But for the casual viewer it's boring as shit but it i mean a lot of the stuff that is there actually kind of needed to be there i think it could have been done differently though um the stuff they had on the the, you know on the planet i think it's like o-ray or something i always forget the name of it um i thought it was really cool but i mean you could see them even kind of rushing through it like his training and everything it was just boom 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 but uh, the action at the end, the, you know, the ending montage, yeah, montage. <laughs> uh, the ending quarter of the movie, I thought was really good. I, I thought it was excellent, and that that's kind of what gave me hope. And I'm a I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan though too, but I thought he was great as Hal Jordan because Hal Jordan is a cocky, you know, no nonsense pilot, living on the edge all the time, all that crap. That's how he was written. So, yeah, I don't I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as good as. Some of the other stuff we've seen lately, it wasn't as good as uh, actually Thor. Well, Thor's so different. I don't like to use that as a comparison because honestly, if I didn't know there was a Thor comic book, I would have seen Thor as a Norse mythology movie. You know what I mean? It just yeah. When they make these movies and put them out like this, I mean, isn't that the goal? Is to introduce it to a larger audience, and yeah. you don't have to read the comic to have, enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. I, uh, Green Lantern. I, th- I think there are, there were definitely some things there to build on, and there were some cool action scenes, but there was so much in between that was boring. That was the problem. Uh, I'd say the new X-Men was better. I saw some people complaining about the new X-Men, though. They said the effects sucked. I'm like, what? I thought the effects in that movie were great. So I didn't get... I don't yeah, know. I thought they were quite good. <clears throat> the only problem with these movies is... You have to do that. You have to introduce the characters. You have yeah. to introduce the world and explain it to everybody, or it just makes no sense. But then you get something like Superman, where they reboot it, and they have to go back and explain it all over again and go through the whole thing all over again. And now they're going to reboot it again and yeah. go back through the whole thing all over. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen that same movie a hundred times. Let's see something new. Yeah, I'm with you. you. Know? That's totally annoying. And I'm a, I'm I'm afraid of that. I mean, you know, this the new Superman movie has a really good cast so far, and it could be an awesome movie. But, but we have we have Pa Kent, and we have, uh, you know, his father, uh, Jor-El. Jor-El, Kal-El, yeah, Jor-El, um, 
Jor-El, Kal-El. Yeah. I, I, I was not a huge Superman guy because he's he's basically invincible. Like everybody well, he comes up against Superman, is going to be yeah. But Superman's a Boy Scout. That's what I don't like about him. He's a Boy Scout. Yeah, you know, and and he is vulnerable to magic, and obviously that's the one thing that really bothered me about the yeah. first season of uh, Smallville. Like there was kryptonite everywhere, like everywhere, and it always came up right when he was about to fight the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing. He's it's almost he's almost one dimensional. Yeah. I just you know, I really enjoyed that that book that I had that Superman Red Sun S O N, which was the one where they reimagined it where his oh, yeah. ship came down in Russia. And they reimagined the whole DC universe basically and right. Green Lantern is still an American guy and uh, Batman is actually a Russian dissident and, you know, they go through this whole thing and, and they switch around the, everything and it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, do that for the movie. He, I'd way rather see that. Oh, yeah, that'd be an awesome movie. <laughs> it would be, but, the, but then the comic nerds would just go nuts because that's, that's from a one-off graphic novel! <laughs> <laughs> that's okay because the general movie audience, the comic book nerds are a very small very small segment of <laughs> yeah well see it would be cool if you know they reestablish this superman thing and they get one or two movies done and then do that and say yeah guess what well here's an alternate take on it yeah look where at, he lands in russia <laughs> look look at what they were going to do with superman with uh tim burton where nicholas cage was going to play him with no cape and a black suit and uh with polar uh, bears guarding his for- fortress of solitude yeah what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also Superman wasn't was supposed to be. fly. What? You need yeah, to watch yeah. Kevin uh, a night a night with Kevin Smith. Is that the the second one? Um, oh, that was the first one. I think it was the first. Yeah, it was the second the one was Prince. One. Was yeah, an evening. Yeah, an evening with Kevin Smith, and it's clips of his college tour where he goes around all the colleges and just goes up on stage and just answers questions because he wrote a basically. he wrote a script for. Superman, before right, Superman returns, he didn't write that bullshit script. No, 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 right? no. But he tells the story of him going to the producer's house to John Peters, who you know produced Batman. So of course the guy was bulletproof <laughs> at the time, and and shampoo. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> John Peters, who used to be a hairstylist by the way, and now is a producer in Hollywood. Yes. And uh, well, I'm not going to recount the whole thing, but basically he gets over to his house, and they're like, "Well, John wants you to read him the script," and Kevin's like, "What? That?" what no that never happens i just drop it off like no 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 you need to read it to him and throughout the thing kevin's like i don't think he can read and so he's going through the stuff he goes okay well uh the scene starts on on krypton he's like whoa, whoa, whoa krypton what the what the hell's that uh that's superman's home planet that's where he's from all right all right keep going and he would just stop him with all the stuff that everybody else even my parents probably know about superman and he would just freak out and you need to listen to the whole story because the way it ends oh my god yeah, it's an amazing story. <laughs> when he wanted polar bears to to uh, uh, guard the Fortress of Solitude, like Superman can't guard it himself, you know. And they show there's costumes online. When Nicolas Cage was going to play Superman, he was going to have an all black suit on and no cape. And John Peters didn't want him to fly. No bullshit. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad they really scrapped that up. one. <laughs> oh my god. But that's the thing when you talk about alternate versions of the comic books and uh, you know how the comic nerds are a small section etc cetera, etc cetera, there still has to be some kind of a stopgap there 
And the problem is nobody knows really, really where that safety valve is at the moment because that Tim Burton abortion that was that they were trying to bring out, yeah, I think somebody would have hunted him down and killed him. Well, there's a couple basic things you need for Superman. I mean, he needs to have his, his, his vision, his x-ray vision, and the cape, and he should be able to fly. He should have an S on his chest. After that, have fun. I mean, but yeah. if you take that shit away, that's not Superman anymore. Exactly. It's Nicolas Cage in a black outfit in a Tim Burton film. Uh, Lex yeah. Luthor, I'm really not into this today. But, <laughs> I'm a big Tim but, Burton fan, too, so I'm surprised that he would even consider something that stupid. Yeah, Tim Burton, like I, like I said in, when we were in, in, in Hollywood there, he's got his days. He did some stuff I really love. I think overall Batman was great. The first one, there were some things I had a problem with, but I really liked the movie overall. But there's other stuff he does, and I'd shake my head and say, what the fuck? <clears throat> you just said before you like Ryan Reynolds. Can you expand on that a little bit? I just, I've just i always liked... I think he's got a lot of charisma, and the stuff he's done just always made me laugh. I think he's like great in, in waiting. waiting. Yeah. Well, he's great in waiting. Uh, what's that movie where he lives in college, basically? Uh, shit. I can't remember what the hell, hell the name is. Oh, Van Wilder. I Was think he's great Van in Van Wilder? Wilder. Yeah, I think he's great in that movie. Um, there was another one where it was a more dramatic role, but he had a daughter and he was telling her a story about how he met her mother and she doesn't know who her mother is and she tries to figure it out. It's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, and, and it's a dramatic role. I thought he was good in Blade 3. 2. 3. 3. Blade 3. Even though that movie was kind of <laughs> meh. Yeah, I had to remember. I was like, wait, which one's with, with, uh... Yeah, uh, Triple H is in that one, so that's the one I remember. He was good in it, even though most of the movie was kind of eh. But I don't know. I've, I've just always liked the guy. I think he's, I think he's funny, and I, I think he has some acting ability. And the dude's ripped. I mean, he's perfect for that role right now. But Hal Jordan is written as a cocky character, and and Ryan Reynolds can pull that off while still being funny and also still being a little bit relatable. Yeah, he he definitely looks good for that part. I am not a Ryan Reynolds fan. And when I saw the trailer for Green Hornet, I'm like, you know what? That actually works. He he works for that. So, yeah. and the other cool. the other thing you have to remember about Green Lantern is it's one of the few characters out there that there's actually been multiple of. There's been I think like six or seven Green Lanterns, even though two of them weren't in the core. But sure. um, there's been six or seven that are in the comics that are humans, you know, uh, because there's all these different races that that. Are in it, and and they get a little off track with the movie because they say he's the first human and he's not. So, in 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 the actual Green Green Lantern comics, he's not the first human. There's another one. Uh, I also like the fact that I, I think it's John Spencer. I like that he made a, a little cameo in it as well. He's the, I think I believe he's directly after, uh, Hal Jordan, but Hal Jordan was not the first Green Lantern uh, for for a human. So they got I haven't a read bit Green Lantern, but hearing the fact that everybody says it's Hal Jordan Green Lantern, I sort of assumed that meant there was more than one. Yeah, Hal Jordan's the most popular because he was, I think he was the longest as well. He was the greatest Green Lantern ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why the comics, they're mostly based around him. But see, that's the thing you run into with the nerds. And that's why there was such a divide on X-Men First Class because – it went back and it messed with the mythology of the comic books in places. And, you know, for purists, it made them nuts yeah. and they hated the whole thing. And for people who are a little more casual like us, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it was a fun story. It was neat. The little nods they did to, 
you know, the cameos that happened in the middle of it yeah. and everything. And it was it was fun. It was kind of a cool movie. Yeah, I, enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, you know, back it to doesn't the whole... fully mesh with the other movies that have been out already, but, you know, they're starting their own thing, so yeah. Yeah. it doesn't really matter. And are you guys with me with Superman, not to, just to reboot that again for a second? I like the Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, those were great, but they also really, yeah. they pulled pretty far away from the comics and everything else. Uh, okay. I mean, Donner did a great job at the time because they had very limited technology at the time and everything else, and I think Donner did a great job. But at the same time, I think for the Superman purists, it's they're not great movies, especially three and four, which we're just going to forget about. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. One, and, one and two I was referring to. <laughs> which, it's funny, too. I mean, the Donner cut is a much better cut of that movie, and, and now you can get that on DVD. But, uh, you know, the first one, they really played around with the story quite a bit, and... It, it, it's still enjoyable, and and I think half of that reason is because Gene Hackman is such a great Lex Luthor, yes. and that's what sucks so much about Superman Returns. I think Brandon Routh actually was really good in that part, but they wasted Kevin Spacey completely. It was another land grab, like the first fucking movie, and I'm, I was just really, you know, it, yeah. I I, I, yeah. Could, I couldn't believe that they couldn't get more imaginative than that, and and totally wasted Kevin Spacey. Kate Bosworth was terrible as Lois Lane. Awful. Just yeah, I can't think of a single movie where I did not like Kevin Spacey. He's one of my all-time yeah. favorite actors. The guy can go from total prick in Swimming with Sharks, you know, to to some to a very likable character and, and back and forth. And the guy's just an amazing actor. But I hated him in the Superman reboot. He was, I hated it. They held him back a little bit too much. I mean, I think he still did a great job for what they gave him. Um, but you know, it it just. Brian Singer can do better. He's proven that, and I, I, I just really can't believe it. So I'm glad, I'm glad in a certain way that they took it out of his hands, gave it to Zack Snyder, who I don't know if he's going to do that great with it or not. I think Zack Snyder's awesome, but I also think that he always wants to put his own flair on things. But uh, I honestly really wish that they bring Brandon Routh back, and they're not. They're bringing some, I think it's an Australian guy or British guy or something. But Because I honestly, yeah. I really thought Brandon Routh did a great job. They just didn't give him enough to work with. I don't know. He was a good Superman, actually. Yeah. The he looked the, the part. one thing that I the one thing that I really really liked in that movie, and it was just such a subtle, dumb little thing, but it's it's never been done in those movies. When he flew, it was silent. Yeah, you know, it was it was exactly what you would expect. And when he flew, it looked absolutely real. Yes, it looked like he was flying. It looked like he stepped right off the side of the building and he flew it was just beautiful yeah and you weren't getting the (laughs) well i mean you gotta remember it was golan globus with the first movies and those guys they had their own style of movie and and i i'm shocked that they got the license for it and i think that donner did a much better job with it than he probably should have with golan globus behind him uh but yeah, you know it, it is i mean it's still a little the, the original ones are still a little cheesy and everything else but to a lot of people oh, especially yeah. to a lot of people our age Christopher Reeve is superman and and it, exactly. there's nobody that's going to come around that's going to be better and and it's just because that's what people are used to and Christopher Reeve did a great job with that part he did yeah and he played both roles very well superman yes. and clark kent yes but you know it's 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 sad. I, I really, I really did like Brandon Routh. I didn't think I'd like him actually, and I thought he was great. And uh, I mean, he shows he's he's a good actor because he was awesome in Zack and Mary. And you know, I I don't know. I 
I'm interested to see what Zack Snyder does with it. I mean, come on, he's a Wisconsin boy. He's from Green Bay. But I, I don't know. I just want... I just want Ned Beatty back in the next Fuck one. yes. Mr. Luthor. I just want him Mr. somewhere Luthor. in the movie. Mr. Luthor. <laughs> Ned Beatty's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, we, we, got, we got Captain America coming in July, which I'm excited as hell for, and I'm not a yeah, Marvel guy at all. That's going to be awesome. That movie looks fucking awesome. I, I love the stuff. I love the fact they left it in World War II, which anything like, like Hellboy, I fucking love Hellboy. And half the reason is because it's all that occult shit from the Nazis. Because those kind yeah. of stories, I just, I just love those stories. So, yeah, I, Captain America. I think, I think it looks great. I, I can't wait. I, I just love even, even the filters and the, and the visuals that they're using in it. Just, oh fuck, it looks so good. The backdrop too. Yes, you know, it's. <laughs> I like the World War II setting. I'm waiting for the Batman next summer. Damn, I got to wait another year. But I am already stoked for that movie. Yeah, I. That movie's gonna rock. Better not so. Well, I still can't. Did you see the the poster for Captain America? Yeah, that mm-hmm. one that was at the theater the we went at, to. Yeah, in California. No, there. There's. I. Well, I don't know. I, maybe I didn't see it there, but I saw one online recently, and you know, it's done in the style of an old 1940s, 1950s movie <sighs> poster, and it's fucking awesome. That sounds cool. It's really cool. The the thing that I can't get over is how they made Chris Evans yes. look like a scrawny little dude. It's it's remarkable yeah. how they did that. And I can't wait to see like we've only seen it in brief shots in the preview. I want to see if it holds up for minutes in a scene or it just suddenly looks bad CGI, but looks as bad as it looks amazing in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I even the Red Skull stuff looks really good. It looks like the comics. It doesn't look overly cheesy, which I love. You know, it, it doesn't have this this bright comic book look. It actually has some texture and it has some darkness to it. I just and I love that you know that they're tying it all in where it's Tony Stark's dad and he's the one that actually throws the switch on him. And uh, I, I just I, I'm I never thought I'd be this juiced about a Marvel title, but I I I've always liked Captain America. I had never I read a few of the books. But I never really read a lot of them. But just, I, I just think this is going to be so in my wheelhouse. I'm just excited as hell. Oh, it looks good. I'm looking at pictures right now. <laughs> it's just like because it's it's that same feel like the Rocketeer or the yeah Hellboy and Rocketeer was awesome. Oh, and that's and that's why playing games like Infamous is are so much fun. You know, to be able to control like a superhero and have all of those powers. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, the comic book movies are historically have been pretty shitty, you know, with with few exceptions. But lately, I think they're they're all for the most part doing a pretty good job. So it's a it's a wel- well, welcome trend rather than a bunch of rehash shit over and over and over again. Which I mean, certainly you could say that comic book movies sort of are a rehash, but it's not, you know, the same movie with different actors shot again. Yeah. They're actually delving into more of the lore and bringing out some of the, the comic book stuff. And well, I, I think, think the biggest problem with them was, uh, special effects and makeup. Well, it was also studios didn't take them seriously. Well, yeah, they would say it's a comic book movie. They'll just go anyway. They'll, it'll make money. It, it, it'll just, it'll print money like Nintendo. Now, if Disney would bring back Condor man, on the other hand, oh I God. would be ecstatic. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that really excites me about Captain America and did for a long time is the director, Joe Johnston. We were just talking about the Rockets here. Same, same director. 
That's freaking yeah. cool. He also did uh, some Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. He did Jumanji, uh, October Sky, Jurassic Park 3, eh, Hidalgo, which is a very underrated movie. So uh, very, very good director. And yeah, I'm. And then the thing is, then we get Batman next year. You know, Chris Nolan, that's the thing. Chris Nolan really set the bar for, I think, a lot of these more modern comic book that's movies. Because Batman Begins, come on. I mean, for a Batman fan like myself, it's like the second coming. And then The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, God, those movies are great. Gary Oldman is an yeah. amazing actor, Fuck too. Yeah. So the way they utilized him is just fantastic. Yeah, I, man, those movies, I could watch them every day, seriously. I've watched them quite a few times. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. Too bad about Heath Ledger because boy, did he do an amazing job yeah. in a second. Oh. I remember when they announced him. I went, that was Heath awesome. fucking Ledger, Mel Gibson's know, like, son what? of the Patriot. What? <laughs> that whiny little bitch. He was absolutely amazing. He was. That was such such an amazing piece of work. He was and so to hear the creepy the backstories so about how he got into that character. Yeah, and how he and he obviously was struggling with some issues, and he'd get so deep into that character that he literally couldn't climb himself out of it, which is actually pretty That's incredible. A, yeah, that he was so into that role. Maybe it was the time in his life or whatever. It's it's a shame we lost him because I think that uh, the guy just demonstrated what an amazing actor he was. But I have to admit, I mean, they 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 also sort of got him at the right time. Sad but true. Yeah, where he was going through some pretty weird shit in his life and oh playing the Joker God. just made a hell of a lot of sense at that moment for him. It's unfortunate what happened. And that's that's why when we hear some casting stuff for the third movie, some people kind of went, I don't know. I have total faith in Chris Nolan. After, sure. after him finding Heath Ledger, Ledger for the Joker, I'm in. Until he takes me different, I'm in. Holy shit, that poster is awesome. Isn't it? Oh my God, I gotta buy this somehow, some way. I gotta find this. You have to... Just put the link in our show notes too, so everybody. In the can bottom see it. and featuring the Howling Commandos. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, dude, this is awesome! It's like an old serial. Yeah, it's such a great poster. Holy shit! Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, I, I created a little section, oh, comic book movie discussion. <laughs> <laughs> How do we? Start Since we spent a good chunk of time. <laughs> Well, we didn't have a lot to talk about, so I'm kind of glad we went into it. And well, it was actually a pretty good discussion. Yeah, this was this was the test bed for the movie podcast. <laughs> there you go. We'll do it someday after I get this mountain of video edited. Yeah, no, I it's you know it, it is funny. I didn't know. I kept hearing things about about Green Lantern, and and I was just really committed to seeing it. I really wanted to see it, and I I do think that a lot of the reviews went too far. But uh, I can see what some people are saying, but I, I don't know. I thought it was really good. But I've, for some reason, I've been really looking forward to Captain America the most this year. Out of any of the comic book movies, that was the one I had to see no matter what. Because I really didn't give a shit about Thor until the reviews started coming in from people that I knew saying, holy shit, this is a great movie. And X-Men, we just kind of did. You know, we, were, we had some free time in L.A. and ah, let's go see X-Men. Green Lantern I wanted to see because, I, I, you know, Ryan Reynolds, like I said, I like him. And I've always liked the character of the Green Lantern. Uh, but Captain America, you know, I found out it was Joe Johnston like a year and a half ago maybe that was going to direct it. I'm like, fuck yeah! Because Rocketeer, seriously, is one of my top favorite movies. I love that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very that excited. That is an awesome movie. Uh, Timothy Dalton in one of his finest roles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I'm trying to think of... I mean, we've got Batman coming next year. Uh, obviously, they're shooting the Avengers movie right now with all the characters. We were talking about that a little bit in L.A., uh, which is exciting, but, I mean, with all of those characters, you're, you're really walking a tightrope. You know, it, it's... Is one going to outshine the other and, you know, we're going to have actor problems because they think they should be the star or whatever else, which it doesn't sound like is happening. But Yeah, I don't think there's going to be actor problems. I think it's going to be, you know, how good is the script? How well do they balance everything and, yeah. and make sure that everybody gets their part and gets their part in fighting and everything and how it all fits together? Uh, I think that's the question because that was always the thing with um, – with you know the reboot of Batman and the new yeah. Superman, and they wanted to get a Wonder Woman movie, and they were basically trying to work their way towards a Justice League movie. Yeah, uh, the, but I don't the problem think is Wonder Woman's going to be too happen. tough to do. Wonder Woman's yeah. is too cheesy. Unless I mean that one, they would have to revamp way too much because her costume is just so outlandish. You know what I mean? It, I mean it, it's great. Don't get me wrong, but it's. T- it's just this whole thing. Well, I'm from. I'm an Amazonian woman, and well, it's you know, a bondage she's dressed fantasy. like a hooker. That's yeah, <laughs> all mean, it is. Oh no, a rope that makes me tell the truth. You got big titties. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember who said that one. Yeah. That's that's from somebody. Yeah, but um, it just seems difficult. Like that one seems incredibly difficult to pull off because you'd have to get. Plus, the I mean, you'd have to put together a good number of characters. Nobody cares about Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to have Aquaman. You have to have you've you've already got Green Lantern. You've already got Batman, and you're gonna have Superman again. So you got three. Well, you got Vinny Chase. I, I just, you, you bring Vinny Chase in to play Aquaman. <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would actually, I think that'd be the, the, their best move. Would be to bring him in to play Aquaman. I have a a guy I think who could play Aquaman very well. I can't name his name, but he's a not too distant friend of ours. <laughs> he would be perfect for that role. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I think, think so. I know who you're talking about. Damn, I wish I could announce that on the show. Oh, God. <laughs> Timothy Phelps. No. <laughs> Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, I mean, it'd be neat to see a Justice League thing, but, I mean, Marvel's always kind of been out there a little bit anyway, and, and I think they've done a good job overall of, of bringing their stuff into the into the into the current times, even though Fantastic Four movies sucked, but um, oh. man, those were well. Terrible. That was all casting. I think I just felt the casting for that was horrible. Well, when you hear that they go back and reshoot a bunch of scenes in the first movie because uh, the Incredibles came out and Elastigirl did so many things, and Reed Richards barely had any stuff where he showed his powers in the in the movie in the original cut. So they went back and spent like I think it was like ten million dollars to put all these things in there. So they weren't even using the Fantastic Four's powers apparently until the Incredibles came out and they said, "Whoa, this movie's going to outclass us big time," and it still does. But jeez, oh, yeah. But when yeah, you hear that kind I, of shit, it's in the wrong people's hands. Yeah, that's. I watched the first one when it was on TV on Cinemax or something, and really didn't like it at all. And. I don't know. I like most of the actors that were in it, but I just didn't care for it. And that's that's why when I was like, "Wait, Chris Evans is gonna be is gonna be Captain America?" Oh crap! Yeah, but he was good in the Losers. But yeah, he's he can pull it off. I mean, I'm, I just had that 
that whole flame on in my mind and the whole <laughs> ridiculous over the top fantastic four bs i was just like oh no yeah. no no i mean yeah why? it was nice to look at jessica alba in that tight thing but <sighs> yeah, yeah those movies and i bought both of them too because i'm a sucker so I never actually watched the second one because oh. I was so annoyed with the first one. I figured the second one was a thousand times worse. And it just is. Didn't even bother. And it's so bad. Like they have this product placement in it where uh, he builds that flying car, whatever they use, and he takes it off. and It's got Dodge emblems anywhere. And fucking uh, uh, the the flame guy looks over at Reed Richards and says, "Hemi." Well, of course. I'm like, oh god, no, really? Oh. yeah, it's Seriously? that bad. That's that's like. The first, the the Spider-Man movie um, from a couple years back, where I was loving it, awesome movie, everything was great, and then all of a sudden in the middle of it, ladies and gentlemen, Sony recording artist Macy Gray. Yeah. I was like, are you serious? Why? Why did you have to do that? Because it's, it's how you do things, I guess. Although I always uh, think of Macy Gray, I think of uh, Undercover Brother. It's Macy Gray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't so, it Bruce Campbell that gave him his nickname, too, in the movie? I thought that was kind of cool. Well, yeah. That, it's it's great that Bruce Campbell always shows up in all of all their movies. Yeah, Sam Raimi. I was very happy about that. He's always got to punch him in some way or another, or throw him in some uncompromising, <laughs> uncomfortable, <laughs> painful position. <laughs> yeah. And now well, they're rebooting Spider-Man again, so. Yeah. And the kid is super thin, too. I thought Tobey Maguire was small. Let's just hope Kirsten Dunst isn't in it. Oh, see, horrible. they screwed that up. You know, uh, what's her face? Bryce Dallas Howard should have been uh, Mary Jane. Yeah. And because... Yeah, that fucking jazz. Well, that was the thing. Like, movie. Oh. Mary Jane's a redhead. And, like, they basically swapped, you know? The redhead had to dye her hair blonde, and the blonde had to dye her hair red. Yeah, in the in the different movies because it was just. I mean, that was poor casting. I just I don't think Kirsten Dunst is good looking. I think she's weird looking. She's got a snaggle tooth and sleepy eyes, and I just, <laughs> I just, don't just care described for her. Uh, just described Margot Kidder to a T. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for the crazy. <laughs> she's yeah. definitely a snaggle tooth, though. You forgot the yeah. Crazy. I was going to make a comment earlier how leading ladies in movies have changed so much. And I was thinking of Margot Kidder in the original Superman. You know, nowadays, that's no love interest. You know, that's somebody who bakes you something on your way to the next love interest. And, and that's the funny thing. <laughs> Even as a kid, I never thought that... I'm like, why is he going after her? He's fucking Superman. Why isn't he... I'm like, really? This woman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. That was a massage. Clark Kent has bad then. taste. Yeah. Well, you know, he grew up on a farm in Kansas. What do you expect? And by the way, I'm from Kansas, so I can say that. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, of comic books, we uh, we we had a little contest last week to give away some uh, some some pinball tables, including uh, the Fantastic Four table, which is not based on the movie; is actually based on the comic. Thank God. Uh, and uh, the Sorcerer's Lair table. So obviously, Sorcerer's Lair for Zen Pinball, Fantastic Four for Marvel Pinball. So our winners, and we will uh, email out their their vouchers to them. Post haste uh, for Sorcerer's Lair, Matt and Justin Janiatis. Hey, I got it right. Justin Janiatis and Matt both won uh, the Sorcerer's Lair table for Zen Pinball. And for Fantastic Four, our winners, there's a name I, I recognize, Shane Schuler 
and Kyle Lepic. So congratulations to everybody. Uh, we do have uh, three codes to give away for the new Captain America table coming soon. So I think maybe we'll do one on the show here tonight, like later on, and we'll do the other two on Twitter or something. Yeah, you know what? You should hit, follow Josh and I on Twitter. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll give them away. There What's you that? go. Because we need some followers. Yeah, you do. Follow me and I won't give it away. There you go. <laughs> Suckers. Josh will just taunt you, but it's a lot of fun. Trust me. Actually, I was just looking the other day. I think I just passed 700. Nice. Hey, you have more than like, Game Crashers and VGVA, or Retroids. 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 Uh, reminds me of one of my favorite television programs, The 700 Club. <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh, boy. And with that, we all get quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You don't like evangelism? What's your problem? Uh, not really. No. Not my thing. <clears throat> You're missing out. Not my missing style. No. Uh, nah, nah, nah. So that, that, of course, is at PJF Josh. And at Five Spot Joel. Yeah. It's worth a code, folks. And taunting. Lots of taunting. And sports talk, too. You'll love it. <laughs> Especially if you like hockey, <laughs> soccer. You know, the sports that nobody else cares about. I always think about that when I'm posting <laughs> sports commentary on Twitter. I always like, it to, like should, should I? Yeah, fuck them. I like sports. <laughs> I'm doing Damn it. right. <laughs> I always talk about the Brewers, and nobody talks about the Brewers. Not even the Brewers. No, not really. No, not the way <laughs> I went to the Brewer games last night, and I was tweeting about what I was drinking. Like, Woo-hoo. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll remember that Actually. when I'm sitting by Euchre on Saturday. <sighs> yeah, because Euchre is very friendly. Good luck with that. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> well, now nobody knows what we're talking about. Okay. Well, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll uh, do the little review on uh, the the Sega uh, off road racing thing of a bobber there, and uh, Sega Rally Online Arcade, of course, and uh, we'll go over. Jason's review of Red Faction Armageddon. We'll be right back. We are back and uh, done venting about our jobs, or so I say. <laughs> okay, it was just me. So uh, we're going to do things a little bit different tonight. We don't really have any emails that uh, really like floated our boat, but we do have a voicemail. So we're going to play the voicemail now, and then we're going to get on to the reviews. Uh, so let's take a listen and uh, see what this person has to say. Hey, guys. Great podcast. Um, if I screwed this up a little, I'm, I'm hitting the synthetic marijuana, so you're <laughs> listening. But anyway, I was wondering if you guys listen to okay. other podcasts, such as SoCom's podcast, the Zipline podcast. Mm. Um, I've been listening to it. The newest one just came out, and um, 
you know, I'm pretty upset with these guys at uh, Zipper because everybody, uh, they just recently did a question and answer, and, you know, everybody has great suggestions on how to improve the game, and they're just constantly, no, no, we're not going to do that. No, no, we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't understand it. I think they would have been better off coming out with SOCOM 2 HD. They would have made tons of money, I believe. Um, they just, uh, to me, this is Call of Duty, and it's a shame. Mm-hmm. I, don't I mean, they were chasing the money, though, so I guess you can't play them. All right, guys. Hey, if you can um, check it out, go ahead and do it. Zipline Podcast. And it's possible. Can you get anybody from Zipper to interview? Uh, that'd be great. Thanks, guys. Keep the great work. We'd have. Z- oh, boy. I don't need to do another Zipper interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be sick that week. Holy God. Yeah, the uh, the SOCOM fans are definitely the most passionate of playstation fans i would say we uh we had an interview gosh before you guys were around and actually mark wouldn't even do it i had to do it alone yeah i think we walked right in from it yeah we we joined right when the fallout was occurring (laughs) and uh the poor guy we we did the i did the interview with him and he really stumbled a lot a lot and i edited it and it was really messed up and they they asked if we could redo it and I said that on the forums, and everybody's like, "Oh, you want to redo it? Because I want to redo the qu- the answers." I'm like, "No, it just it's really bad." So we redid it, and man, the SoCom fans just went off. You wouldn't believe the emails we got. And I'm like, you know, I don't work for fucking Zipper or anybody else. I, we're just interviewing them. And it was funny because they were saying that we were asking uh, softball questions. I'm like, you know that we're asking the questions that you people emailed us, right? And I didn't pull any punches. <laughs> they they I sent the email the 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 questions to them ahead of time and they didn't turn one down they said these are fine let's let's go over them and i did i asked all i think i asked all of them almost and they're oh you're asking softball questions I'm like well then send us tougher questions i mean there were a couple that i wouldn't read just because they were asinine like why are you fucking over the fans you know that kind of stuff and i'm like hey, i'm not gonna read that um but i've, I've listened to the zipline before uh i don't listen to it off to it often because i'm I'm a fan of SoCon, but I'm not like a super fan of it. I'll play it because I like it. I don't get this Call of Duty shit though. I really don't understand it. Uh, it, I don't think it plays anything like Call of Duty. So I don't know if they're just using that as their example because it doesn't play like SoCon Two. Maybe I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it because I really like SoCon Four. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. What about SoCon makes it like Call of Duty? I don't understand either. It's not overly fast. It's not. Uh, it's still third person. Uh, I, I don't know. And Call of Duty is obviously such a huge shooter, and it has influenced directly and indirectly a lot of shooters since. So maybe it's just well, it that, influenced that, kills that, that sort 3. of thing. Yeah, I don't. I guess maybe, but I don't think it. But, the only thing it has that I can see is that it has um, like a death streak thing. So if you get so many kills in a row, a kill streak. If you get so many kills in a row, you get like a uh, you can call in a uh, I think a bomb strike or something. So, so that would be yeah, that would be to his point because isn't wasn't SOCOM on the PS2 kind of more of a quote unquote realistic sort of a, yeah, affair? But it's you still, know? but I think SOCOM Four still is, but they're getting with the times a little bit more and they're giving you the opportunity to call in a strike by lasing a target, and they do that with a kill streak. I I don't have a problem with that. Because guess what? The military nowadays, they do that shit, and they make you laze the target. I mean, it's not like you can just go to a map and hit an, hit X really quick like in a Modern Warfare or Call of Duty. 
you have to actually like keep that freaking laser on the target for a few seconds. So I, I just, I think people are being a little bit overreactionary. But I don't know. Um, yeah, fond fond memories of their SOCOM days in the past. Yeah, well, and the, <laughs> trying and the, to re- reclaim that. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I watch videos now of like SOCOM two, and and because they still play it, and man, I can't believe people play that game right now because I'm so spoiled. But uh, I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I. I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna pop off and say that it's like Call of Duty, back that up. Email us and let us know why you think that. Why you know what? Where is this coming from? I'd like to understand that because I hear it. I've heard it a few times, and and I really don't understand it. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I haven't listened to their podcast, but just speaking in generalities, you know, a company like that or a development house, a different development house, Sony themselves, or any entity or large corporation like that or company. You know, they sort of have to walk the company line. They have to say what they can say. They have to, I don't, unlike us, where we're kind of a gaming enthusiast site, we can spout off on things and can be more opinionated. So you're just going to get a completely different flavor from their show to our show. Well, yeah, it's, it's a corporate, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that would frustrate people. What do you, what do you guys listen to as far as podcasts? <laughs> I don't listen to gaming podcasts at all anymore. Nope. Uh, I listened to uh, well, I mean, Josh turned me on to a couple like Hollywood Babylon, and I mean, I, I listened to a couple of the Kevin Smith ones already, but I never listened to Babylon before that, and that one's one of my favorites now. Um, Greg like Fitzsimmons show, which is is really funny. He's a great comic. Uh, Joe Rogan every now and then, but it, it's weird because he makes everybody get stoned before they do the show. Uh, but Rogan cra- cracks me up. Uh, he makes him get stoned. Pretty yeah, he pulls out the. I wonder if it's the synthetic shit like this guy was doing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Rogan makes you get stoned on the good stuff, apparently. Because uh, people have talked about it. Like, Adam Carolla went there and talked about how he did, you know, he pulls out the uh, the atomizer and makes him do that. Uh, Adam Carolla's oh. show, I think, is fantastic. I listen to that a lot. Um, what else do I have on my phone right now? Oh, and, and those asking, I, I think I brought this up before, but I want to make sure I do. Those asking about like a good podcast player for uh, Android, it costs seven bucks, but it's seven bucks well spent. It's called Dogcatcher with two G's. Uh, Dogcatcher is excellent in terms of a podcast player for uh, your Android device. Uh, it even does RSS aggregation, so even if you have like a, a news feed in text that you want to that you want to uh, keep an eye on, it'll pull that down as well. So very, very, very good. I'm trying to think of any. <laughs> I mean, I still listen to DGR. Obviously, those guys are they're OG, so I listen to those guys a lot. I listen to like the Retroids ones every now and then. I'll throw like an Indus on or a Game Crashers. I'll listen to or every now and then Gruel will do a, a topic that interests me, so I'll listen to that. But um, I mean, I just listen at work now. Anyway, I don't know. I know Josh listens to Puck Nuts. Yeah, Pucknuts, Tell em, Steve, Dave, um, Hollywood Babylon, you know, basically the a bunch of the Kevin Smith ones. Uh, Pixel Junk Radio. Yes, I forgot about that one. <clears throat> Ariel, our friend Ariel. And that's and she's, about... she's going to be on the show sometime soon. We're going to have yeah. her come on and co-host with us some week. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's about it. Like, every now and then I'll... I'll listen to one of the retroids ones as well but 
like I used to listen to all of them every week, and I just I can't keep up with all that anymore. No, I can't either. And you know, I don't need to hear the the game discussions because we're doing the game discussions, and I see it online, and I read it, and yeah. I'd rather listen to straight up comedy, you know, <laughs> like the tell them Steve Dave and stuff like that. So. Well, I I also kind of make it a point not to listen to gaming podcasts because I don't want to be. Influenced. I don't want to be influenced, and I don't want to. I don't want anybody to think that you're just saying what what somebody else said. So I kind of purposely mm, yeah. don't listen to gaming podcasts anymore. I do the exact same thing, especially if they're going to be talking about something that we we haven't yet talked about, because I don't want to be influenced by their opinions. And sometimes I can be. So I basically, since I've got this gig and the one before this, I've I've pretty much stopped listening to gaming podcasts, with a few exceptions. Definitely the Retroids one. Uh, Scott from Welcome to the Goo, Gamers Only Older. I always listen to his show. Yeah, because it's it's available every two weeks. It's very it's very much my speed. I can keep up with it, and it's just it's got some good, thorough gaming discussions, which I really enjoy. And then I think um, I always listen to, and this is no one's going to believe this, but the Jim Rome show. I am a huge <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the Jim Rome show, and I'm at that work when is it's a on. Great facts. That was a great <laughs> facts. So I download his 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 radio show to a podcast, and I listen to that when I'm what's working that, out in the evening. What's that movie one that your wife put me on to? I'll listen to it every now and then. Uh, Film Spotting. Film Spotting, yeah. It's it's a good show, but I mean, these guys are movie snobs, so they always talk about the you know the nouveau French movies and blah blah blah. But every now and then they have a pretty good discussion going on about something that I'm interested in. So I'm, I'm I like the drunken gamers. Like yeah. you said, especially since they've changed formats and talk more music, because I love music. And Sound Opinions, it's another podcast that's a couple guys from the Chicago area that actually have legitimate music jobs for the mm. newspapers. They they do a podcast, it's very good, they review albums and stuff like that. Um, a Life Well Wasted I used to listen to all the time, they're not doing much right now. Which one is that? That sounds familiar. That's uh, Robert Ashley, who's in, he's now kind of doing more of the music gig. He's okay. in, uh, what the hell's the name of that band? Damn it. I love his music. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so much that I forgot what he's in. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and a couple more, but like you guys said, it's not a lot of gaming podcasts. I listen to our show every single time. I never miss our show. I always listen back. And I know people think that's weird, but for some reason I like listening to our show. Not because I'm going to learn anything, but just because listening to it and actually being on it is co- two completely different things. And sometimes you don't realize how stupid you sound until you listen back to it and then you learn from that and hopefully you grow from that yeah i try to listen to our show but i've fallen behind on it i i try to listen to it just because it helps it helps when you hear places you messed up but i also hear stuff that i'm like wow i don't remember that (laughs) happening at all (laughs) well plus it helps when we're recording if you if you do it live and then you listen to it you've obviously heard it twice and it helps me remember we already talked about that we don't need to cover that so it's yeah. it's like i'm a i'm an instant yeah. reference point for things we've already talked about which is helpful see i hear it again when i edit but oh yeah i i kind of half pay attention when i'm editing because i'm editing more for i don't it's uh, funny like anybody that edits anything always gets pissed off at me when they find out how i do things because i don't take any notes but like when we're recording, I don't take any notes. I just kind of go through it because I have to listen to it anyway because we're tagging it for um, for Furious Gamer over at FuriousGamer.com. Uh, you know, so that if you want to if you want to go to the section where I'm talking about Killzone Three, you know, it'll go to that minute because I have to keep track of that stuff and I put that in the file. So I actually do listen to the whole thing, unlike before 
when I used to edit the show when we weren't on Furious Gamer, I would just pop through because I know that we're talking about something for so many minutes and I could just pop through and, you know, get through editing a lot quicker. So now I actually have to go through the whole damn thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I still don't remember what we talk about half the time, though. I'm getting old. Good anyway. question. Good voicemail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and if you want to leave us a voicemail, there's a couple different ways you can do that. You can actually uh, give us a call at 715-502-9773. Or if you have Skype, you can call WDT-Torgo. Or uh, if you want, just head over to our website at psnation.org. On the right side, uh, scroll down a little bit, you'll see a thing that says, Call me. You can put your phone number in there. It'll call your phone. And you've got three minutes to leave us a voicemail that way. Very, very cool. So, uh Yeah. Leave us a voicemail. We, we love those because it's a lot less work than reading it. So uh, 715-502-9773. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the person that hates reading stuff the most, Mr. Josh Langford for uh, Sega Rally Online Arcade. Uh, do I have to? All right. <laughs> you wrote it down. Speaking no, of which, before you begin, if I find Green Lantern for like 29 bucks. I'm buying it and I'm sending it to you because I want to hear your review. <laughs> I saw it for 60 and I almost bought it. I'm like, oh, I got to hear Josh do this one. But we've had some, we've had requests for it and shit. I want to hear it. So you know, look funny. out for that, Josh. It goes on sale. It's going to show up in your mailbox. I did play that at E3 and I do think that it'll be better than Thor. I will say that. Sorry in advance, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. No, I'm not. I'm not saying what I'm saying because Sega Rally Online Arcade is bad. It's a good game. I'll, I'll get that right out of the way up front. I'm just. I don't feel like doing a full review right now, but I'll do it because it's a good game. Well, you can do a half right. review because even then, with you, it'll still be like thirty minutes. Uh, an hour. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a nine ninety nine. Uh, download on the PSN the Sega Rally Online Arcade now as the title suggests it has its roots in an arcade game this was Sega Rally Championship in the arcade indeed and it was also on the Sega Saturn hell yeah uh, at least a version of it well there was a version uh, on the Dreamcast too Very yeah yeah. 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 This is a new updated version with HD, you know, graphics and and slightly better physics and everything else. I mean, it's still arcadey, you know, so you're still going to get that feel, but I just to compare, I actually went back and I played Sega Rally Championship on the Saturn. <laughs> wow. Just just to I just did that tonight before we recorded cuz I kept meaning to do it and I just wanted to see how far it's come. Whoa. It's come very far. <laughs> very far. <laughs> so uh, the interesting thing with this is you can actually, they really take advantage of everything the PlayStation has. For a download title, you can use the Move controller. You can use the Move and the Navigation controller. You can use the DualShock with just buttons, or you can use the DualShock with six axis for steering if you want. Hmm. So there's a lot of options there. Um, I'll, I'll get it out of the way. The the move controller. It's uh, it's tough. <laughs> 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 they, they work to a certain extent, but I think it's a little too touchy for the game, and you can't really adjust, um, you know, the sensitivity or anything. So it's like Mario Kart on the Wii. It's uh, yeah, it's 
it's difficult. You can turn by pointing to the left and right, you know, just kind of sweeping your arm back and forth, but that doesn't work as as well as twisting your wrist to the left and right. Mm. I just tried that for the heck of it, and when I twisted my wrist over to the left, I turned left, and I turned pretty hard. So... It does work, and I, I tried a couple races with it, and you can kind of get used to it, but I think the, the DualShock is just much more responsive, and it's easier, so I wouldn't really recommend it. I mean, you could certainly try it, but uh, it's <laughs> One it's of those tough. games that was made for move that probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. It's, it's nice that they actually t- put that in there. You know, they're, they're giving people options, at least. True. So... All right, this is, as it's an arcade game originally, it's got six cars to start with, and there are 11 total that you can eventually unlock. Uh, There's a single-player mode, there's multiplayer online for two to six players, and there's split-screen local for two players, which is pretty sweet. Because we're starting to see more and more of that, the local co-op, the local split-screen versus modes and things like that that remember they 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 didn't exist for a while they went away and now they're on a comeback all of a sudden like a lot of games are doing them which is nice having that that couch uh local multiplayer there's leaderboards of course the for the online leaderboards uh, there's only a couple of tracks and what you're basically what it comes down to is you have a tropical setting a canyon alpine and then a locked one called lakeside and lakeside was a hidden track in the original arcade game right and and this actually works the same way you have to you have to play through the championship mode in single player and championship mode you start in 22nd place and you have to race all three, you know, Tropical, Canyon, and Alpine. And as you're passing cars, you're moving up in the pack. And whatever you finish on Tropical, that carries over into the next race. So say you finish 13th, you start at 13th on the next race. And the idea oh, okay. is basically to get to first by the end. Well, that makes sense because um, that's how normal rally would be. Yeah. yeah. So if you get to first in Alpine which took a long time for me to do, a good half hour, because the AI is not easy. The AI is not cheap in this game. No, this, I agree. Yeah, this this was actually one of the frustrating things I found about this. You get there, you unlock Lakeside, you get thrown right into a race with one AI player, and you have to beat them in three laps, but you've never seen this course before. Jeez. So you have no idea what you're doing on it. You're learning it as you go. And when you lose, which you will the first time, uh, the course is locked. The course doesn't fully unlock until you beat it. Oh. So you, so you have can't to even go practice. All the way, yeah, you have to go all the way back through. But you can't just practice it. You have to go all the way back through the championship mode again and win the championship mode again just to get a shot at that a second time. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's frustrating. (laughs) Sounds like it. Um, it, It'll get you better at the game, obviously, because you're getting a lot of practice in. Um, 
the other single player modes you have are quick race, which you basically pick any unlocked track and car and then just jump in. Uh, time attack, which you can load uh, developer ghost cars, which is pretty cool, and race against them. Or you can save your own ghost car and you know try to better your, your score. Um, and then there's classic. And this was actually really cool. It's a nice little addition where you get the desert track, which is right out of the arcade game and the, the Saturn game. Um, and when you race through that, you can unlock the Toyota Celica and the Lancia Super Delta. Um, but from what I've seen, I haven't been able to use them in other modes. Hmm. <laughs> so, Thank but you, they're there. Boom. You know, it's, it's kind of neat. Um, you know, having those that one track at least it's it, that's the one I jumped right in and I played on the Saturn because I wanted to see and I was like ah I know this track I know this track really well <laughs> no <laughs> you like, don't man it looks terrible <laughs> so um yeah it's an arcade game like I said it's got arcade physics so don't expect a Gran Turismo or anything like that uh, I thought it was a little squishy feel- like. I didn't think it felt as good as, especially the arcade one, but uh, even the the, uh, the the Saturn version and you know the home versions. It just didn't. It, it almost felt a little disconnected to me when I was racing. Mm, I don't know. A, a little bit. No, I, I I get what you're saying there. It it does. It has a very different feel. It has a different feel to the driving. Uh, than your typical racing game. I when I played the Saturn, the Saturn felt way too loose to me. Actually, yeah. uh, I was sliding all over the place, having all kinds of problems. Um, what you'll see in this one, there, there's just a slight difference, really, between like sand and asphalt and snow. Um, snow, there's much, there's more of a more of a difference, but even that, it's not a huge, drastic difference. Sure. Um, snow is very slippery and, and it'll cause you to slide all over the place, but there are actual little subtleties to the game plan. I'm wondering if you picked up on this. Um, let me, let me tell you what I found is that when you're driving the track and the tires actually leave grooves in the sand and snow and everything. Yeah. So you can really feel that in the dual shock when you're coming through it yeah. and it's just bouncing you around on the next lap through. Well, that'll actually slow your car down just slightly. So you actually need to adjust your driving line from lap to lap. Yeah, I noticed that pretty quickly. Yeah, and you have to stay out of that uh, to keep your speed up. And there's also a trade-off when it comes to puddles. Like, if you drive straight through a puddle, you're going to lose speed. Right. But dirt and mud are constantly getting caked on the back of your car... And that'll slightly slow you down as well. Mm-hmm. So there's there's sort of a trade-off. When you go through the water, it'll slow you down, but it'll also wash off a lot of the dirt and the mud and everything and increase your speed for the rest of the track. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're minor things, but they add like a little layer of strategy there to something that's just that would otherwise just be a simple arcade racing game, you know? Um, and the music, it's appropriately arcadey i would say <laughs> it, gets, it gets a bit repetitive yeah um, but it's, it's kind of meh yeah i i 
didn't really have a problem with it. Uh, it just it sounds like you're standing in an arcade and you're just playing one of those games. True. Uh, th- there are no custom soundtracks. Uh, the sound effects themselves are pretty good for the cars and all. Uh, the crowd sounds a little bit thin at the starting line. <laughs> you get like that one guy whistling. <laughs> yeah. Golf not clap. terribly enthusiastic. Hooray! <laughs> um, that, that voice is back. Uh, uh-huh. The voice from the games. Game over, yeah! <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, it's not the same voice. Uh, but you know, you've got, you've got another voice in the car with you. You have your navigator who's telling you, you know, slight right, uh, then left, slight right, sharp, right, 90 degree, right, bear left. You know, he's giving you, he's giving you all the, the, yeah, (laughs) he's giving you all your little commands. You can actually turn that, the volume down on him in the options. If you want, mine was a woman. What? Pretty sure it was a woman. No. Just a really effeminate man? Uh, maybe you were drunk. Every one no. I played, every car I drove in was a dude. Uh, uh, no. I had a woman. Yeah. Do <laughs> you got the special edition? <clears throat> maybe I did. You know what else is missing? Know you know what else is missing from the game, though, that I really couldn't believe that they didn't have in there? Mega! What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That would have been nice. Should Doc agree no, for have. that? <laughs> it's the new one where it goes Sega, Sega. Boo. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you're talking about with this woman thing. I didn't hear a woman the entire time. I'm telling I you, it was a woman that was. Ah, uh, forget. It. Get past it. All right. Uh, so let me see the okay the unlockables. Thinking about the the cars and everything, the unlockables. The frustrating thing there is it's not really clear how you unlock the other cars. doesn't really tell you anywhere. Um, To unlock Lakeside, I thought you'd just play through the championship and then it would be unlocked. Well, like I said, you have to win that to unlock it. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I still haven't figured all those out. The online... The online didn't have a ton of people playing when I was on. Yeah. Um, I I sent a message out to Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Help me, Twitterverse. Yeah, but I had a couple random people join in uh, my games, and I, I played it for a good hour or so online. Uh, it's really easy to set up and join a game. Uh, you could send out invites, invite, invites, envoys, <laughs> invites, whichever invites. Uh, there's voice chat. Which is nice. You can text in the lobby Ooh. for some odd reason if you want. You know, maybe you don't have a head headset and you're in the lobby. You can text, but then once you're in the race, that's it. Um. Uh, what else? Uh, the host. You can as the host. You can pick the course, set the number of laps, opponents, whether to use the AI or not. Um. And set it on a casual or arcade difficulty. Yeah. Now, when I played it, we did have some weird glitchiness for a couple of the races. Uh, cars would be cars that were around me would sort of jump forward and jump back on the screen, and just sort of pop all over the place at times. Yeah, I saw some of your tweets uh, back and forth, to Chris. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the thing. I played with him, <laughs> and this was the weirdest thing. Uh, you know, we're, we both got headsets on, and this other guy, and this other guy was blowing us away. And then Chris got out ahead of me, and I screwed up, and I was like, well, I'm done, and I'm, I'm still cruising around way in the back of the pack. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the game, Chris's voice sort of dropped out. Mm-hmm. And as I came around, I, I was maybe two turns before the finish. His car was stuck right in the middle of the road at a weird angle, just sort of shuddering. Huh. And I, I drove right through it. And I was like, wow, oh, oh, wow, that was weird. And when I finished the race and I got to the lobby, it said it, he had dropped out of the, of the race. And I tweeted him and I was like, what happened to you? He's like, I finished second. I'm like, what do you mean you finished second? It said you dropped yeah, I down. He's that. like, I, I finished second. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there. There, There is some weirdness, but and that only happened for a couple races. The rest of the races, the entire time I was on there, they were smooth and the voice was working great and it was absolutely not a problem. Huh. Um, so it was it was actually pretty cool. It's It's fun... It's a small arcade racer, you know, that's got some challenge to it just because the AI is as tough as it is. Uh, it's fun to just kick back and race with friends online. You know, it's kind of neat like that. Uh, I was racing against all these people that I didn't even know, and there was all kinds of laughing going on, and we were just having fun with it because, you know, one of us would come flying around a corner trying to catch somebody, and we'd bump them right into the wall and just fly past them and just start laughing like, whoops, sorry about that. (laughs) Or you'd knock somebody completely sideways just totally by accident. You know, you're just trying to get past them. Um, But it's fun, you know, and there's there's not a ton of depth to it, obviously, because of its arcade heritage. It doesn't have a ton of tracks, but it's going to take a while to unlock that fourth track. Um, And I'm going to work on it. But, you know, it's it is what it is. So it's actually kind of a fun little game, little racing game. Cool for online. Um, 10 bucks. It's a good price for it. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd give it a B uh-huh. I'd say, you know, there, there could be more there. And I'm, I'm a little worried about the online that there's not going to be a ton of people playing it. Um, but if you have a couple friends that have it and you just get them on there, you can just kick back for, you know, the races aren't that long. You know, you could just right. kick back for two, three races and have some fun. Now, so, what the folks need to remember is that Josh is a Sega fanboy. So, oh, come on, just take that into consideration. <laughs> Don't give me that. All right, you played it. <laughs> you didn't play it for a long time, yeah. but you played it. Am I am I off somewhere? I don't. I don't think I played it enough to. I didn't play it online. I think it looks gorgeous. I think it, it it's the best the game has ever looked. But like I said, it just felt like I was disconnected from the track. It 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 almost seemed like I was racing on a slippery surface, but there was no texture to it. And not, I'm not talking looks. I'm talking feel. For some reason, it just didn't. I don't. Know, it just didn't feel right. That's all I can say. But I'll play. I'll play it some more. I just played it that one yeah. time, so I, I I have to play it more. I just wanted to give you some shit because you're such a Sega fanboy. Yeah, I know. But you've been playing so much Gran Turismo, what would you know about an arcade racer? Oh, that shit ain't right. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the banter between you two. <laughs> wow. So Please, next, time, next time we see each other, more. we're going to have to go find a Daytona machine? Is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Just saying, all my friends that are NASCAR fanatics, I still beat them every time we play a racing game. Oh. All right. Actually, speaking of Sega fanboys, um, <laughs> Josh Langford. Time, uh, no. Yes. Uh, no, the wet towel is not coming back. Um, <laughs> by the t- <laughs> by, the time this show is out, it will be Thursday, probably. Right. Unless I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't be. You're gonna get it out. You're gonna get it out on Thursday. Sure. Now we have to say. Happy birthday to Sonic, and go check out the article. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we all have to wear our Sonic hats tomorrow. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm going to wear mine to work. I should wear. Um, You know, it is business casual tomorrow, so I should wear my big Sonic hat that has the big pointy things on it. What you said, casual? What? Uh, Thursday. June 23rd, 2011, it is Sonic's 20th anniversary. Yeah, celebrate mediocrity, everybody. Celebrate a whole slew of games that is never controlled very well at all. You bastard. Except for the new one. The new one actually controls pretty well. All right, so, yeah, when you're you're done kicking me to the dirt, uh, go <laughs> check out the article that I wrote with my reminiscing about the early days of Sonic and... The happy times <clears throat> that I had. Uh, Celebrate a game that PSNation. you're supposed to be really, really fast in, but they put an obstacle in front of you every 10 feet. All right. And while you're at the website, you can also check out <laughs> Jason's review of Red Faction Armageddon, which is also up. You're not done. Are you done, Josh? <laughs> he is now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to stop the barrage of... Uh... Thank you. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and continue now that I stopped it. No, I'm done. <laughs> Damn it. I spoil it every time. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. Sonic. How old's Mario? Older. Uh a little bit older. Not a little bit. It's at least five years. Yeah. It's a couple years. Yeah. Didn't Sonic come out on the Master System too before it came out on the Dreamcast? Or was that very, very, very No, very no. Cool? Well it came out no. on the Master System almost the exact same time it came on the Genesis. Yeah, so that was the early. Genesis was basically the first game. Yeah, it was definitely the first game I played on the Genesis. Well, Last of course, processor it was bundled yoke. for a long time. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what it was, man. I mean, it's who wants fucking to play a marketing. It's a Z80 chip with a 68,000 processor. Blast Duh. processing my ass. <laughs> it's a Z80 chip with a 68,000 processor. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. 64 colors on the screen at once out of a palette. Of uh, what was the palette on that thing? Like just disgustingly low. But but you it had stereo though. You could plug headphones into it and listen. Turbo in graphics stereo. had stereo. SNES did Dolby Pro Logic sound. Yeah. You always got to come back and a good one. Knock it off. That was my wheelhouse. Sixteen bit days, yo. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Jason's Red Faction Armageddon review, which is also up at PSNation.org, he makes reference to Sewer Shark. So if if you if, if for no other reason you need to read his review just to catch that reference, uh, I mean, come on, right, Josh? Yes, he does. Super Shark was awesome. What? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> now I know you're a fanboy. 
<laughs> I just wanted to hear his reaction. <laughs> then you're going to tell people to get a 32X just so Sewer Shark has more colors. It went from two to three. <laughs> Another uh, crash and burn. <laughs> oh, man. We also have got a review coming up soon uh, for the new Transformers game. So look for that here in the Indeed. very near future. It'll be handled by Ray. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, well, I just put my impressions up of Prey 2. Josh has got some impressions up of... What the hell did you put up? The Atari stuff. Oh, yeah, the Atari stuff. And you said you had something else written up, too. So that'll be up soon. Uh, I'm kind of waiting on getting these videos done because we want to try to put some of these articles up with the videos that we shot. So that's kind of what's holding us back. So as usual, it's my fault that we're we're behind. All my fault. Yep. Yep. If you add a Genesis with blast processing, you oh, can blow oh, right through man. those videos with the editing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I think blast processing, I always think of like a bad night eating Mexican food very late after drinking. That's pretty much how it is playing the playing the Genesis, really. <laughs> Especially Sonic Dad. You have to set him up with that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Actually, let's let's plug our cartridges into another cartridge and then into a 32x, and we'll just make the Tower of Power. Yeah, and that was ridiculous. Just saying, and <laughs> it still looks like shit. Well, I will say the 32x and that whole debacle leading right into the oh, Saturn is what turned me off to Sega for many, many years and pushed me right into Sody's arms. Yeah, the 32X, man, what what a joke. I mean, it had so much raw processing power, and it did. You know, it, it, it had those really, really powerful chips, but it still didn't really do anything with the output of color. It, it allowed you... It, oh, God. Don't get me started on this. <laughs> Take well, us home. I was just pissed that I actually bought the thing, bought a couple of games, yeah. and then just a few months later, they said, oh, yeah, we're done with that. We're not doing anything yep. more, and we're moving on to Saturn. I went, Enjoy your 12 games. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, I had actually bought I one. Pissed. I bought one once, and it was at the video store I was working at, and I had the box and everything else for it. And I had it for like a day, and I'm talking to Rock. And I'm like, dude, I can't keep this thing. This thing is such a piece of shit. So I, I was like – I. I I worked at Walmart for a long time, and I, just, I wasn't working there anymore. But I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I worked in electronics long, long enough to know they'll take it back no matter what. So we went up to the one in Oshkosh instead of going to the one I worked at because they'd all know me there. So I go to the one in Oshkosh, and sure enough, one of the managers from my store was there. And he's like, yeah, just give him cash. So <laughs> no receipt. <laughs> open box, and they gave me cash back for it full price. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I made out like a bandit on that one. But if anyone has a 32X they want to they want to sell me, I will spend up to $30 cuz I want to put in the collection, but I do need the box. Yeah, that's the one thing I need to replace. That was the only thing I still had. I had that and Sewer Shark because those were the only two things that EB Games uh, would not take when I sold all of it to buy the PS1. Shark. Yeah. God, that thing was a piece but of I crap. eventually sold that on eBay a couple of years ago, not I'll, even thinking I was ever going to get a Genesis again. I'm I'll so never pissed. Forget, I'll never forget Sega showing how stupid they really are at CES when, and we, I think I've mentioned this before, but they had the Star Wars 32X arcade, you know, Star Wars arcade 32X. They actually yep. put that next to the actual arcade game. Oh. And the arcade game is fucking idea. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's 
full 32-bit polygons, you know, this this insane display on it. And they actually put the Sega one next – or the, the 32X one next to it. I remember Rock and I walking into the booth and we're like, really? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And the funny thing is our buddy John, who worked at Graphics, he was the one I, I talked to for so long. He was actually on that project, that poor guy, because we were actually talking about it at E3. I ran into him and – um, yeah, he worked on that at Sega while he was at Sega, and I, ugh, what a mess. Just a mess. Anyway, so what else we gotta do here? <clears throat> take us on, just take us on out. That's all right. Well, I mean, I sent you guys an email, and you wanna do that now, or you wanna do that when I'm done? Hmm? Huh? Huh? What? Ooh, I guess I'll do this first. <laughs> okay, so besides sending us a voicemail like we talked to, uh, talked to you guys about before, you can also email us, and if you wanna do that, you can go to podcast at psnation.org. Send us an email. We'll read it on the, on the air. Make Josh read an email on the air. Make him complain up and down about reading something. <laughs> it's fun that way. It's so much fun to make him do stuff. Uh, like I said, you can leave us a voicemail, 715-502-9773. Also, check us out on Facebook on our new and improved upgraded group on Facebook. Just look up PS Nation. Uh, and also, if you're looking for streaming our show on your device of any type, Check out the Stitcher app, or you can go over to Stitcher.com. It'll show you how to get to the uh, the requisite page for your uh, for your device. And as I mentioned before, FuriousGamer.com. Check out all these streaming uh, video game podcasts, including ours. Uh, or you can go to the iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad app store for ninety nine cents and grab the Furious Gamer app and check that out. You can also check us out on Twitter at PS Three Nation at Five Spot Joel and at PJF Josh. And like we said, if you want a chance to win that code for the Captain America table for Marvel Pinball, uh, Joel and Josh are actually going to be tweeting, I think, a little, I don't know, trivia question or something. We'll figure something out. What are you thinking, like Sunday, Monday, something like that, guys? Yep. So you might want to follow those guys. Uh, We're not going to do that from the main account at all. So it's just going to be at five spot joel or at pjf josh if you're wondering how to spell any of that head over to psnation.org find the show notes or i think it's even on the right side but find the show notes for one of the shows and it's listed right in there also don't forget to check out all of our friends over on our podcast network at retroids.com and uh, you can check out the forums everything else our forums are actually hosted over there as well uh, as we are a part of the Retroids Podcast Network. Uh, so it's R-E-T-R-O-I-D-S dot com, Retroids. And, uh, of course, like I said, don't forget our website at psnation.org. Check out our uh, our awesome, awesome sponsors over at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. If you sign up for the 14-day free trial, you get to keep the book that you get. You get to choose a book, keep it, even if you don't keep the account. And uh, even if you don't keep the account, it still helps us out. So, hey, we get to pay our, our hosting fees, uh, stuff like that. Audiblepodcast.com slash PSNation. Uh, do it for us, if nobody else. You know, it's all about us. And uh, last but not least, you can check out our merch over at Zazzle.com slash PSNation. I just got my beer stein. Came in the mail a couple days ago. Pretty badass. Uh, we got coffee mugs, beer steins, T-shirts, hats, stickers, uh, I'm I'm looking for the branded condoms. I haven't seen them yet, so they'll, they'll of course they will say Torgo time on the tip. So, <laughs> other than that, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, those guys can read the email that I just sent. Wait a minute. What? With branded condoms, then we can really have Joel on a stick. Oh, All right, I'm out of here. Thank you. Good night. Wow. <laughs>
<laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Joel, you want to read the code? Yes. <clears throat> I'm still trying to figure out what the hell you're talking about. Yes, the code. Now I get what, it. Branded condoms? What? <laughs> <laughs> it, the code is LDH942NC2FB5. That is, again, ldh 9 42NC2FB5. How's that? All right. Very good. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, so uh, good luck with that. And if you get that code to work, you will get the, before it's released to the store, you will have the Captain America table for Marvel Pinball for, of course, the PS3. So uh, with that, let's get the hell out of here next week. Hopefully we'll be talking uh, some Infamous 2, because I'm going to try to crack that game. And uh, I think Josh is going to try to crack that one as well. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I forgot to totally, totally forgot to talk about Outland from our friends over at Housemark uh, coming from Ubisoft. So I'll talk about that next week as well. And uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Thanks for sticking with us this week, folks. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. Uh, I love kids. I do. I do. I'm actually, my excuse for drinking so much tonight, I'm drinking for two. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, just for now. Um, Somebody's being evicted. You understand. Uh, I love kids. Get out of here. I mean, if you're a kid, get out of here. Uh, One of my best friends had a baby. She made me the godmother. I was like, whoa, I'm not going to love her forever. Like, (laughs) I can't even make that commitment to my parents, right? But... uh, my dad's in a wheelchair. He's like, will you push me to the store? I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> I have to read the news. That's what I call Googling myself. Uh, no, but I do. I love her daughter. She, she actually says like, that I'm acting like she's mine now. You know, just cause, since she gave me the title of godmother. Because I'm over there so much. And I buy her a lot of stuff. Like, even if I feed her, she gets mad. I'm like, who cares whose breast it is? Like, she's hungry. <laughs> Why are we... <laughs> There's this whole ad campaign on the subway in New York right now for babies. Like, not, not selling them, but, uh, you know, taking better care of them. And there's this one. I love them. It says, never shake a baby. It's like, how are you supposed to have fun with them, you know? <laughs> or, like, what if they're judging you? They didn't think it through. Uh, God shaped them like little maracas for a reason. Or my favorite, my absolute favorite, it says it's safest to let them sleep alone, especially if you drink, use drugs, or overweight. Yeah, I thought that was weird too, but if you think about it, if you're drunk, stoned, or really fat, in the middle of the night, that baby might look delicious. (laughs) They're so plump. Uh. <laughs> oh man I really do love it here We love you Thank you ma'am uh, uh, Always a woman, never a guy uh, No, you're super hot I'm not a lesbian I mean obviously I'll catch a finger once in a while But uh, Oh your husband? All right, let's not start a big key party down here in this fire trap. Uh, 
No, you guys are awesome. I love this club. I think they're so awesome here. And give it up for the wait staff. Are they amazing? Come on. They're so nice to your face. And I love them. Yeah, definitely throw down a couple extra dollars. Uh, actually, just give it to me after. I'll give it to them. I'll make sure they get it. <laughs> I really do. I want to thank Comedy Works, Denver Comedy Works. What a fucking club, huh? It really is great. I do. I love this club, and they advertise well, you know. Because I hate false advertising, you know. Like you know, they're gonna be. It's just jokes here, right? But like, what's the, all the candy companies? Skittles, Taste the Rainbow. What the fuck does that mean, right? Or what's Reese's? There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Really. <laughs> Tell that to my uncle who used to put them in my underwear, right? Wow. <laughs> Maybe your uncles didn't love you. Sorry, that's an inside joke. Uh, 